It's eight o'clock, and I want to do a quick roundhouse. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yes, it is an emergency because it is 8 o'clock. So I am that fucking guy, fucking Harrison, <laughs> that fucking prick. That, you know, just put that and fucking and then whatever you want to put behind it that refers to a male. And I'll just respond to it. Um, Does and dildo then, work? Um, I have been called a dildo. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's I amazing. have been called a dildo. That's probably, it was either shortly. Anyways, before or after. Um, sitting across from me is a uh, newcomer. She's popping her face for Radio Cherry with us Yay. tonight. <laughs> Serafina. Hi. Serafina. <laughs> lovely. Lovely to have uh, another lady uh, in the mix. Um, I expect that we will be hearing more of her in the ensuing weeks and months. Hope so. Yeah, I know. I, I assume. She came <laughs> with her nerd hat on and she was yes, uh, prepared. Sitting uh, to her left is... Hey, what's up? It's Chip DeVille. But uh, speaking of your name, fucking Harrison, you just have to hear this. <laughs> Call Harrison. Call fucking Harrison. <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. That Next time, a... center it right on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, thank you for that, Chip. And sitting across from Chip. Uh, I'm Kyle, but design. I wasted too much time talking about snakes on a plane earlier. Yeah, no, no. It, it I'm happened. sorry about that, guys. Darn you. It happens. It's so okay. So much to say. Okay, my screensaver might have distracted you as well. That's true, it did. You know, I mean, we Pretty got Margot colors. Robbie sitting here going like, ah. So, you know, how, how can you? Anyways, um, we always start the show with a song. Do you guys know what song that is? Caroba Show. Well, that's, that's who sings the song, oh, but sorry. do you know what yeah. the song is? Not a clue. Uh, is it definition of pretty? Negative, okay. uh, but that's a good one. That, that would actually be pretty appropriate for Face for Radio. If yeah. you think. <laughs> What's your definition of pretty? Not uh, this group. No, I'm just kidding. You know, thank you for uh, giving a shout out to my friend Kat there. She's uh, fucking awesome. But no, uh, the song that has been approved by her and several other people is Somebody Call the Doctor. This is a Doctor Who themed song nice. that she wrote and the video is awesome. Look it up. Kat Show. Somebody Call the Doctor. It's totally nerdy. There's a scarf and Daleks and Cybermen and shit and it's awesome. Um, this will be the theme song until the new album comes out, and I will be using something else from that album because, well, that's that's my that's my homie right there. I got mad love for this woman. So, anyways, this is uh, Cat Rope Show and Somebody Called the Doctor, the official theme song for Face Radio. Enjoy. It's an emergency.
yeah, I'm going to miss that song, but um, it'll come back. I may just start actually just playing Cat Roba Show, just a song Ooh. in front of like the beginning of every episode. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Time will tell. Uh, I'll, I'll have to speak with my cohort and partner in crime, uh, the Luna Viking, to see how she feels. But I'm sure she won't say no. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, with Star Wars in the news uh, just so prevalently. Wait, what? Star and- Wars is in the news? <laughs> And with Star Wars essentially being crammed into every orifice uh, that we each possess, uh, it's no surprise that tonight we're going to have some Star Wars related um, articles here on the entertainment section as well as in the tech and science section. And to start off, there was a commercial released by Tech 19 for their (laughs) battle droids. Uh, You know, they've got a TIE fighter, Millennium Falcon. Um, an X-Wing. I mean, you name it, they've got it. There's a speeder bike. Totally awesome. But the commercial that they did for it had a lead-in with uh, Darth Vader impersonating Santa. Amazing. So basically, these parents are leading these kids up to a shed that says uh, um, Vader the Hut or Santa the Hut or something <laughs> across, the, uh, across the entryway. And it's, you know, it's all candy colored and it's all bright and shiny. And then the doors wing open and there's a stormtrooper and the inside is just flanked by paneling. And there's Darth Vader set there with, uh, you know, a cap on and a beard. And a fake beard. <laughs> and I have to say the best part of it, and I know this is terrible, but the best part of it was that first kid. Because Vader's like, no. come in. Yeah. And this kid's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm like, no. They do and- that with the regular Santa, let alone Vader Santa. Yeah, oh, that's I know. true. That's very true. <laughs> totally do. But then, like, they've got these one kid that's just sitting there who's, like, petrified. Oh, And then they had another the one that just was, like, <laughs> screaming, screaming bloody murder. And then, you know, of course, the kids get older and they're like, oh, pah. You're not Santa. Yeah, like the snarky eight-year-old who's like, you're not Santa. You're just Darth Vader with a, with a beard on. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> nice thing comments. Oh, my God. They were hilarious. The nice thing about having Santa with the Vader mask on is they can't smell the cheap bourbon that's usually on the breath of the mall Santa. So... <laughs> Had a little filter going on for the kids that are yeah, in a second you know. contact high. Right? It smells like candy canes or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my that's God. just a filtration device. An air filter with a peppermint schnapps or something coming out of yeah. Vader's face. Yeah, exactly. That would be an awesome room decoration. Santa probably. What is that awesome smell? Well, that's dude. my Vader vaporizer. <laughs> so you can play that while you've got the Vader Yule log. Right. You know, playing in the background, which we'll get to here. Yes. Well, we, we touched on it last week, but we want to talk about it a little bit more today. But um, this, I, 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 I it, as soon as I saw this commercial, I had the immediate thought. I'm like, I'm going to dress up as Vader next next year and I'm going to petition to the local mall and be like hey I will dress up as uh, Vader Santa Vader Santa Vader uh, for the kids and you know what I guarantee by next year there would be so many kids that want to go sit on Santa's lap, but then I have to deal with all these little pukes that want to sit on my yeah. lap yes. all day, every yeah. day. Yeah. 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 Well, you got a full suit, so you know anything that happens, you're protected. Sure, you know, that's sure, but Vader's that's going to ruin for. my Vader suit. Well, yeah. Okay. exactly. Kids yeah. are sticky, and then yeah. I got I got to deal with but the kids. But you got the Santa suit on top of that too, so you got a lot oh, no. of layering. Oh, no, 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 there's going no on. Santa suit on top. I'll wear the hat and maybe a little uh, little beard, but that's it. I will do as as he did in the commercial here, and just fucking hang out in the full regalia with just a touch of fucking Christmas on. Yeah. Okay. But then I would go insane. After the like the third or fourth day, listening to all the Christmas music, seeing all the assholes yourself. running around the right. goddamn mall, uh, and then having to deal with the fucking kids and the parents. Don't forget the parents. You oh, will have yeah. to deal yeah. with the goofy parents that want pictures with Vader 
No, no, no. Oh, no, that's here. okay. Then that's where I'm like, all right, come on, mom. Yeah, he's, he's all about the, the single mom. Yeah, mom, why don't you come sit on my uh, <laughs> on my knee here? Yeah. Then there's the the people with dogs that want Santa with want, their no, fur babies. I, no, I love dogs. I'm <laughs> okay, totally so good with dogs. You're totally in for I'm this. I'm just like, maybe I'll just be the 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 uh, the Vader to, claws for adults. You need to go to Petco. Oh, that's where you need go, to do yeah. that because then you get just the dogs. Now, nah, but and the then parents. you get hair on all that black, and it's just it, you're no. gonna get a lot worse with kids. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Fur's not that bad I, I, compared I to kids. Yeah, no, you're true. That's right. Like like Kyle by design said, kids are sticky. Yes, yes. Yeah, my daughter's nickname for the longest time was Sticky Stinkmeister. Because no matter what she did, she was always sticky. Yeah, it sounds like a kid. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's, it yes, sounds about right. Yes. <laughs> I'm also speaking from personal experience there. I was often the very dirty child in the oh, group. Oh, the pig pen. The pig oh, yeah, pen. The yeah. Pig yeah. Pen yeah. Who, who wasn't? I, you know, I had, <laughs> I had boots that I never took off. You could smell me coming a mile away. Oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Um, anyways, that's enough sharing from this <laughs> end here. Um, I really want to do this. I would love to set this up somewhere. Um you know, at a mall or a grocery store. Fuck, man, I'll set it up outside the studio and just like try to usher people in. That might be like, a come little. Sit on you'll Vader's have a lot of cops lap. visiting. That's for sure. Yeah. You'll have a lot of cops. Hey, there's this weird Santa well, Vader. I've got a lot of Santas, <laughs> and they can come up and they can see what's going on. Right. I mean, you never know. The cops might want to take pictures with Santa. Right. Yeah. You know, you it's just true. never know. Lots of lights, and they'll totally forget. Can Absolutely no, no. Yeah, down. lots of lights. They're like, oh yeah, this is fun. Let's go. We do it during the day, not not in the evening, because at night it's creepy. Right. And I mean, if you guys have ever experienced any sort of event with a five first like those guys love to be in photos with you right. they're like the volunteer group that has movie accurate costumes and they right. like, they do a lot of stuff for kids and they go to children's hospitals oh, yeah. there, you like go. That, but, there you yeah. go there you go so there you go yeah that, that might be an idea although i wonder if i'm tall enough i mean i guess i could get lifts or something like that i mean i'm like 510 so well, i, I when guess you're a I could kid, pull it everybody off. looks tall so yeah, yeah, i mean they're not going to be like well you're like two feet too short there Santa Vader. Yep. I was, What's going on? In my exp- I don't believe you when all of a sudden because you're not tall enough to be my Santa Vader. <laughs> in my experience with the 501st, it definitely height isn't that big of a requirement because I was definitely taller than a couple of the stormtroopers. <laughs> so, and I'm not a very tall guy. So, wow, that's kind of saying something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more about you actually just having the costume than it is about like it's your actual physical yeah, stature. It's really, it's really how badass your costume is. Yeah, Cause the there's, there's quite a few yeah. Vader costumes out there, but there's like, different tiers of vader right. costume you know what i fuck you know it's it's vader or fett I, i'd go as either vader or fett like i wouldn't i wouldn't be a stormtrooper it's just so vanilla right there it's just <laughs> it's it's passe like oh i got a stormtrooper outfit whoopee oh i got a mandalorian outfit fuck let me see that thing <laughs> yeah i got a land you guys didn't even... outfit what's up i'm pretty sure i could make a good han solo outfit too <laughs> actually you, you know go. what with the hair yeah, 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 I, yeah, I could totally yeah. see that. Yeah, I could see you pulling off a Han Solo. Thank you. That's Ooh, that's and, such and a Tara huge compliment. Tara as a Princess Leia, right there. Right? Wouldn't Ooh. that be great? Um, but the question is, is she going to be? Is she going to? Well, okay, yeah. So the question is, would she be Princess Leia from? Is she going to be from militant? New Hope? Yeah, militant. Is she going to? Is she going to be in the Hoth outfit? Is she going to be in the Bespin outfit? Or is she going to? Well, I don't know, man. I think I don't Hoth because I think that's where she's the snarkiest. The jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then you she's. Know? Oh, and I, I don't know if Tara's. Fact checker Tara's hair is like long enough to do the braids and sh- uh, anyways, it's getting there. It's getting anyways, there. I'm sure it is. I'm sorry. I was just like, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> going off on tangents. Anyways, I totally want to do this. Maybe next year it'll happen. Um, and then hopefully, like one of you guys or both you guys or all all of you guys will dress up as stormtroopers or some variation of something awesome. Yeah, we should yeah. totally do it for Halloween to try it out and then be like, yeah, come see us at Christmas. I'm into it. <laughs> so this week came our first early as fuck teaser for Blade Runner 2049. Because really you can't be mind fucked long enough. 
No, no, you really, yes. really can't. I mean, if you don't know what Blade Runner is, then um, Blade Runner came out in 1981. This came out like right after Empire Strikes Back. This was like on Solo, like his ascension to insanity in the early 80s because he just literally was in everything. He was in a movie <laughs> sometimes two every year from like 1980 to like 1986. Harrison Ford was Ryan Gosling of the 80s. <laughs> he was. He was. Um, so Blade Runner 2049 is supposed to take place 30 years after the original. So they're keeping with that timeline there. Um, the premise is is really, really, really vague right now because they ain't telling a shit. Um, but the director is uh, Dennis Villeneuve. Uh, if you haven't seen his latest work, Arrival, which is still in the theaters. Brilliant. I saw it three times. Okay. Lots of fun. Slow burn. Hard sci-fi. Brilliantly done. Great cinematography. Awesome script writing. So I have high hopes. And with the cast of characters that they have for this film, I mean, <clears throat> Harrison Ford is coming back to reprise his role as Rick Deckard. Then we have Ryan Gosling in an undisclosed. He's a Blade Runner. It's it, That is said as much in the beginning of the trailer. Um, and then we have Robin Wright is coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Bautista, if you guys don't know who the fuck that is, that's Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Um, so, and then uh, a few names that I do not know. Uh, and then Jared Leto is also in that. that and if uh, I suspect he's probably playing a replicant, which I'm crossing my fingers that he's playing a fucking replicant. Yeah, I and think I he'd be would, really good at that. I think so too. Yeah. He's, he's got that weird plastic kind of smile. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, totally. I, I assume Dave Bautista being the big guy, he's probably also going to play a replicant. Um, but who knows, um, EW just released, uh, in conjunction with the trailer, which tells us absolutely fuck all. Yeah. A I good mean, trailer yeah. doesn't tell you anything. I mean, really. No, it's, it's a teaser. Just, yeah. yeah. It gave you all visual, which like the visual looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. It gave the you all visual and kind of like, just like, here's some of the cast you're going to be expecting. Like, and, and, but it was still like enough to make it a little bit nostalgic too. Like mm-hmm. it still had very much, it just had a modernized feel of the old movie, but it was still very rang very true. I'm going to take a wild stab here in the dark and say Harrison Ford dies in this one. Um, you know what? I think that's like you're his- probably going to be right. <laughs> yep. Like he's coming back to these properties. If this is indeed true, which I I think that it is. This is true then this is going to be a trend that he's going to follow through maybe with Indiana Jones. Five, which he's, he's going to get ready shooting roles. next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the only it's way that, he can just retire. I'm just going to kill all my characters yeah, ever. That's, <laughs> that's the only way he was going to come back and do Han Solo. He's like, it's here a, it is. I will come back and I will do Han Solo, but you have to Well, it's because he wanted me. to die originally. He wanted, he he wanted, wanted to die in Empire. He wanted him to die originally. He wanted yeah, to die yeah, in Empire, yeah. and George said, no, I don't want you mm-hmm. to die as a martyr. And then everybody had a death scene in Return of the Jedi. Literally everybody oh, had geez. a death scene in Return of the Jedi. It was shot, footage, done. Voiced over, done, and then they surprised everybody by killing Vader. Huh. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, Blade Runner. Um, yeah, I won't be surprised if he dies in it. In fact, I'll be disappointed if he doesn't die in it. And if you guys think that this is going to be a one-off, it probably won't be. I guarantee that they're going to want to make at least one more after this. Wouldn't it be funny if they made a sequel to The Fugitive and then he died in that one? Too? <laughs> that would be great. That would actually be really brilliant. I'm still looking for my wife. <laughs> Harrison Ford in another movie that he dies in. He becomes the new Sean Beam. Just like oh, everything just dies. Is he, is he going to be president right? again and then die in Air Force Two? Right? Yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. I just killed Donald now. Trump. Get off my plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know the one I'm going to miss from uh, Blade Runner is Rutger Hauer because that was one of my favorite characters. He's I love him in every sci-fi Ray thing Batty. ever. Yeah, 
I just fucking it was brilliant. Now, has there been any word on like this as far as the story goes? Because I know like Ridley Scott, I guess, is still like involved. Executive producing. Mm. Okay, so like, but are they basing it off of anything? Are they basing it off of any like the the? Well, uh, now the works that Philip K. Dick did, um, um, Blade Runner, which was originally called uh, "Do Androids Dream of Electronic or Electric Electronic Sheep or Electric Sheep?" I think it's electronic sheep. Electronic sheep. Yeah. Um was just a short story. Um, really, really fun. It was actually um, based in San Francisco, whereas the movie's in L.A. Um, Makes sense. Had two or three follow-up books, but I don't recall if uh, any of them went this far uh, afield, like well into the future, like this film is. I think this is an original piece of work. They're just skipping over everything that's already known. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. yeah, basically. That's awesome. Um, but I mean, like with a cast like this, I mean, I can, I, I'm crossing my fingers for great things with a talented director like this. I am like really crossing my fingers for great things. Um, I'm trying to think what else, um, this, this gentleman has done. Cause he did something else of note before arrival in the same vein. But I mean, his, his, he specializes in science fiction. This is what he does. So, um, but yeah, I, I hope Harrison Ford dies in it. <laughs> yeah. And I, actually, I want to see Jared Leto die in it too because he just fucking killed the Joker. <laughs> oh my God, he was way. amazing. It's just fun to no, watch Jared Leto no, die. No, I, I wasn't, wasn't happy with Jared Leto's rendition really? of the Joker. I, 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 no. But I, that, I that, pretty that, much, that's another show entirely. <laughs> We're talking about Blade Runner here. Go ahead. I yeah. pretty much want Jared Leto to die in everything. <laughs> like, yeah. not going to lie. <laughs> so um, this comes out October 7th of 2017. Uh. Um, so this is something for me to look forward to in my favorite month of the year. Um, we've got a pretty stacked year, actually. Next year, we've got a lot of, uh, of, of film television coming out mm-hmm. uh, that I'm rubbing my hands together furiously for. Uh, and this is one of them, definitely in the latter part of the year. So, um, is that what you're doing in your pants, man? It <laughs> is. It is. I'm getting it. I'm He's getting rubbing it. His I'm hands, getting it. Supposedly. Um, you know, and I have. I've, I'm. I'm curious, and I have to look into this. I'm wondering if Vangelis is going to come back and do the soundtrack. It's the original guy who did the soundtrack for Blade mm. Runner. Mm. He was, you guys don't know who the fuck. Is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I put mm. two and two together. Yeah. But, you that know, makes sense. That's, how you yeah, said yeah, it. No, that, yeah, yeah. No, that really Out of context, weird. I get what you're saying. Ethereal kind of electric. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. just yeah. look up Vangelis. He did music for all of the movies in the early '80s. He was the composer. He's got that Stranger oh, okay. Things vibe. No. <laughs> No. Not even no, close. Not even, <laughs> close. <laughs> not even close. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I would love to hear it. Uh, I'd love to hear that news, but I don't know that he is coming back uh, to do it. But I'll find out. I'll do my own research because, you know, that's what I do. So I don't know if you guys uh, have been paying attention this year, but um, I know I went and saw a lot of uh, films that were produced um, and released under Disney this year. Well, kind of hard to avoid it, really. It really is uh, hard to avoid it. Uh, I was looking at some statistics about two months ago, and um, something like every month, there's roughly eight films that are released, you know, big films that are mm-hmm. released. You know, we're not talking about art house indie films. Yeah, roughly a, about eight films, big ones. Yeah, there's a lot more when you incorporate the art house and the indie films. Right. Yes, yeah. yes. The blockbusters. The blockbusters, the big guys. The blockbusters, the big guys, you know. Um, the statistic basically went something like this for the eight movies that are released uh every month three three of them are released under uh a disney parent company be it lucasfilm be it marvel be it oh, pixar goodness. 
or some of their smaller subsidiaries. They are pretty much like the epitome of diversification when it comes to like making movies. No, they're a conglomerate. They're yeah. like a giant, one of these huge companies out there that have just picked up all these little, little properties mm-hmm. uh, or big properties in the case of Pixar and Lucasfilm and Marvel. You know, they paid, you know, like, I don't know, two and a half, three billion for Marvel. They paid 4.3 billion for Lucasfilm and Pixar was a part of Disney. And then Pixar left and then they reacquired it. You can't get away from us. We will absorb you. You can't. No, it's it's totally true. Um, Disney's totally like that abusive boyfriend. It's just like, (laughs) yeah, they just. I know I treat you like shit, but come on back, babe. And like Pixar's like, okay, I'll buy I'll buy you a Lambo. No, I'll get you that coach bag that you really want. (laughs) They're pretty much everything Charlie Chaplin hated. Yes, yes, Yes. they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, Disney announced here just uh, just a day or two ago that their uh, global earning—that's domestic and globally. Uh, their earnings for all of the films that they released this year exceeded $7 billion. $7 billion. Just Why from is their the U.S. Films. in debt again? Like, if, you know, companies are making this much money. Because they're, they're pouring we, it back into yeah. making more movies and more money. Investing. You know, uh, you can't tax Disney. They're a religion. Didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. When, when the world ends, the, uh, the new Zion, the new Mecca for the New World Order will be at Disney World in Florida. Oh, my goodness. What yeah. would Mickey do? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get that made into a bumper Ow. sticker really well <laughs> hey guys <laughs> be good so, have morals so this money uh basically was generated uh as i said almost exclusively through their film sales um and the icing on the cake of course was rogue one which has a uh a weekend gross this last weekend they reached almost $300 million. Um, I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Which brought uh, Disney's global total to $6.998 billion for the year. Um, $2.7 billion in the U.S. and nearly $4.3 billion internationally. Wow. Okay. That $4.3 billion that they made this year is what they paid for Lucasfilm four years ago. So... Not to put a political spin on this, but when are they going to acquire Trump? Because that could probably help this oh, a little well, bit. If you think that <gasps> Maybe, Disney yeah. isn't putting money into the coffers of the Senate or the right. House, then, I mean, you know, of course, of course they're putting money in. Um, Disney had a lot of hits this year, as you guys well know. Um, Civil War, Doctor Strange under Marvel. Mm, uh, I need under, to see that still. Oh, Jesus. Under, I, under Pixar, they had nerd. Finding Dory. Uh, and then under the Disney animated films, they had Moana and Zootopia. Mm. And then, of course, their live action brand now with The Jungle Book, as well as their take from uh, The Force Awakens, which did uh, come out December of last year, but primarily all the money was made in the new year. So they can actually count that in their earnings. So um, The Force Awakens um, made something like. Two billion of Cha-ching. this six point nine nine eight billion. God. Damn. So that that really helped, and one can only assume that Rogue One, though not as lucrative as The Force Awakens, will definitely add a billion, maybe a billion point two three to their earnings next year. Wow. Easily. Well, I also feel like I mean Rogue One's going to stand to make a whole lot more money just because of the fact that uh, I feel like it's going to be taking back. A lot of the people that were griping about, you know, the updates and, you know, hey, mm. I don't I don't want a new one. I don't want Disney to take it over. 
I wish like, that I feel people like this, all admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, me too. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, you know, like they kind of had to win over, and I feel oh, like, yeah. and those people, the 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 naysayers and haters, like, I feel like a lot of them are gonna get won over with this movie. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, um, they they kind of won me over pretty quickly with the the Star Wars franchise with uh, the Force Awakens because uh, for the first time in any Star Wars movie, you see blood. And that was something where I was like, "Whoa, oh, that's a like good there's point. actually blood." You like, see, I you didn't see expect blood Disney when to the do arm that. gets cut off and uh, and and. Uh, but it's all it's all cauterized. That was more sweaty. That was yeah, it's all. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chip. But like, Sorry. it was very, like, very much like blood. Like, yeah. this is bright red and vibrant and and, and blood. Like, that yeah. was something that I was kind of like, oh, okay, maybe Disney's going to do this right. Yeah. And I think they did a good job with it. They did. Bloody Disney. <laughs> they did again. I I, I thought uh, Rogue One was brilliant, but um, you know. But I mean, you need you need blood in modern movies, anyways. I mean, I'm pretty sure I even watched like a episode of Sesame Street, and like they they have to have blood in there <laughs> too. Pretty sure Tarantino made like in their a abusive re- relationship. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ernie. Um, so how do you guys feel about uh, the knowledge that the vast majority of the global populace um, filled the coffers to overflowing for Disney it's this, this year? Yeah. Right? It's I mean, not surprising. It's not. They're, yeah, they're just not. so diverse. It's not it's even counting the theme parks. Right. Okay. That's not even counting the money that they've generated from right. their two theme parks in the States. Then there's another one in China, which just opened this year, mm-hmm. which dwarfs the one in Florida oh, goodness. and then there's also Euro Disney. Right. So, I mean, they are literally making money hand over fist. All the merchandising, TV networks, all the stores that they have. Well, there was something recently that I saw that they were actually going to try and acquire Netflix as well. Yes. No, so, no, that was a topic on the show. And we right. all hope that it yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I really hope it doesn't happen. We really but. do because Netflix is great and they put out a lot of their uh, own content mm. and you know, they, but if Disney acquired it, it would just, it would, no. It would, I feel like we'd see a lot sad. less titties on Orange is the New Black. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, I, I, I been, like to think that wouldn't happen, but cross fingers. I've been a little surprised with what they put out um, as far as their animated features go. Cause I thought uh, Finding Dory was going to be a little bit more grasping at straws, but it actually had like a good story and yeah. it was worth watching. Just um, keep swimming. Just and, keep swimming. <laughs> and then, and then Zootopia was like, brilliant. Uh, yeah. Like it was really good. I mean, it was, uh, it, it's a kid's movie for sure, but like it was like, hey, this is a crime drama for kids. And it was something that yeah. I like, I thought was really interesting to me because Disney usually like spoon feeds their fucking stories and their morals to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like this is actually giving kids a little bit more credit of like, there's some mystery here like what's happening in the plot like yes. i'm going to be involved in it and try and find out what's going on in this world so that was that was pretty neat and i kind of like i applauded that one I, I thought it was entertaining well if you guys think uh that uh this year was kind of chock full of their slate of films uh wait till next year yeah wait till next year um i mean just 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 touching on what they have for star wars and marvel um and their live action films they've got beauty and the beast which comes out March the 17th. That trailer looks pretty cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which comes out May 5th. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Telling No Tales, which comes out May 26th. And then they've got Thor Ragnarok on November 3rd, as well as Star Wars Episode 8 on December the 15th. That's five big movies right there mm. slated throughout the year. And so those are, they're going to make money. I'm going to apply for a Disney job, any Disney job. Like that's <laughs> on my New Year's resolution now. Well, you know, why don't you go work at Lucasfilm? It's based in San Francisco. That it's in the cool. Presidio. I'd make that commute. You know, or you could work at Pixar. They're over in Emeryville. Yeah. I'd I mean, like Pixar's a really cool campus too. Yeah. I got to go to a talk there when I was in school and it's a fucking neat place. Yeah. Yeah. You super know, neat. If, if, uh, you know, for, for anybody who thinks that, you know, Disney is like, you know, heavy in LA, this is true. 
but a lot of their film production, Skywalker. they're Sound, well away City. from Hollywood. Yeah. They are here in the <laughs> Bay. Mm-hmm. And they provide a lot of jobs and they are brainwashing everybody from a very young age. So good luck, future <laughs> generations. Moving on to our next story. Mm, I'm in the wrong section here. Um, <laughs> now, I don't know if any of you are fans of Dune. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Now, it is on my watch list. Uh, yeah, you're, no, you're that's right. Hate me for that. I've yeah. been, talked I about actually this. read the books. <laughs> uh, you know, the books are, books are great. Um, I haven't read them in ages, but mm-hmm. they, they're so very complex and oh, yeah. layered, you know. Um, you know, politics, religion, um, you know, morality. I mean, it, that's the what books, makes it fun for me. I love that stuff. And books run the gamut. They oh, yeah. really, really do. Um, and I'm still a fan of the original 1980 Dune that, you know, was like fucking six and a half hours long, <laughs> you know, that had, you know, uh, um, Patrick Stewart, you know, that man never aged. He was always bald. Right. Yep. He always had that shoe, uh, horseshoe around his head. Uh, and he was always a badass. Uh, and he was always gray because I mean, like he was he was salt and pepper in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, I, I don't know that the movie's dope. Um, it's it's a classic, and nobody touched it. I mean, it was it was there in the early eighties or it was the early eighties, and and it was done. There was a PC and then sci-fi game did it. Yeah. The, oh no, yeah. there was a PC the, 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 version. That Luc- Lucas Arts that was pretty fun. I remember that. I that's right. Yeah, that is right. Um, and then Sci-Fi Channel did uh did it again with William Hurt. Um, and it was, you know, it was like a, it was like a four or five part mini series, um, that they did what in the two thousands, if I'm not mistaken, Mm -hmm. um, which still didn't really do it justice because I mean, they, 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 they left out big chunks of story there. Um, there's just so much more that you could have built on. I mean, even his time, you know, spent with the, uh, the, the Fremen, uh, you know, and, and getting, you know, picked up and I, I, I mean, I could go on, but there was loads of the book that were never, ever touched on in any Mm -hmm. of these iterations. Um, we, we mentioned, uh, I think two or three weeks ago that legendary, um, picked up the, the film rights for this and they've basically now announced that, uh, Dennis Villeneuve, who is doing Blade, Blade Runner, Runner yeah. who just did Arrival, uh, is been tapped to go ahead and do the film, which I can only hope is going to be a series of films. Right. You have to break it up. If they're going to do it right. Right. If they're going to do it right. Um, by all means, nerd out. What do you want to say? <laughs> um, I, I'm just I'm looking forward to it because I, I like renditions that go into more politics. Like I like when they get more meaty with the stories. Okay. So and I mean, action is great, but I like the meat of the stuff. So I'm kind of curious to see where they're going to go with it. Yeah. OK. OK. And I know, Kyle, um, you should definitely uh, put this on your watch slash read list. Yeah, it's totally worth it. I mm. mean, it's it's long. It's it's plotting. It's a little tech heavy in some points. It's a little preachy in some points, but overall, it's 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 a solid series of books. Okay, well, I mean, I've I've read plenty of tech books, and then I've also read some Aristotle, so I'm I'm used to some preachy. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, um, as I said, it um, it sounds like um, Legendary, which picked up the rights, has um, is really wanting to fast track this. So they really want to get this going. Is George Lucas still making? He's still making money off of this this whole franchise too. No, though, no, right? no. That's not his. He wasn't it's involved. Not his. With no, him? he never did. No. He didn't direct. Yeah, I thought like he was involved I, I, somehow. ILM maybe did some of the production and graphics, okay. and you know the principal um, um, effects. But I don't believe 
that he didn't he didn't have any major rights to it you know this was frank herbert and then i forget what studio had it um i think it was alcyon or alcon or something like that had rights to it forever and then people have optioned it again and again and again uh you really didn't know avail because anybody who's anybody wants to see this done right right so if you are going to pursue this as a project then you have to appease all of the fans, all of the nerds, everybody who really knows what the subject matter is. And now are they and are they doing it as an updated reprise or are they doing it as like, you know, it's the future well, of see, this past future? This <laughs> is this is the question. Like, what are they gonna do with it? Are they gonna go through one of the main books? Are they gonna shorten it down? I mean, they I think a lot of studios are 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 attempting to adapt um pieces of literature correctly. Um, case in point, case in point, um, Stephen King's Dark Tower series, which is being uh, adapted right now for the film uh, and TV screen. Um, That's know, also on my read list too, actually. Oh God, um, I required reading every year for me. Um, so I think that they're probably going to go with the big tent pole. I, I'm pretty sure that they want to go ahead and make at least a trilogy out of this. But you never know. I mean, what the Dark Tower series is trying out is they're going to do a couple films, and then they're also going to do a short like mini series on um, I don't know if it's Netflix or something, maybe Hulu. But mm. they're definitely going to try to have some of the films uh, comprise a book, maybe a book and a half, and then go back to some of the backstory uh, in in television form, you know, in streaming form, mm. and then go back to the movie, and then boop, 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 and do the hopscotch. So. I mean, there's there's a big plan there that they could do, um, but whether or not they follow along with that um, remains to be seen. So um, that is the end of our entertainment section. We're going to come back with uh, some nerdy tech science stories, and uh, I don't know, just kind of hang out and and uh, and be giant whale penises for a little while. Should know? we do the uh, the blood soaked reindeer song next? Oh, please. Oh, you know what? I love that. Um, I mean, see. you know, it is tis the season after all. Yes. All right. Good. 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 I uh, I have it here. This is Phil Johnson and the Roadside Attraction with Rudolph the Blood-Soaked Reindeer. From the time he was young, he was bullied and teased with something not his fault. Some weird recessive gene that made his nose glow red like a drunk on a binge. So he hung out with the fringe Like a creepy little elf who had a thing for teeth And his codependent doe he called Clarice Her real name was Shauna, but he didn't give a damn His favorite film was Silence of the Lambs One day after getting his ass kicked again He was sullen and angry and began to plan Hit the internet to order guns and weed And said the shit hits the fan on Christmas Eve The night was foggy, perfect time to attack he polished his AK and choked on some crack Rudolph, with his nose so bright It's gonna make hell rain down tonight Rudolph isn't taking shit anymore And there won't be any more reindeer games Hells are gonna split when he settles the score And the entire North Pole goes up in flames He's Rudolph, the blood-soaked reindeer We can't fly 
high in the fog, Santa globally explained as Rudolph lay behind a snowbank rifle tightly aimed. When Santa looked down and saw the red dot on his chest, an idea sprang to mind and he said to the rest, Someone go get that little red-nosed bastard and tell him to get off his ass and do something useful for once. Stupid red nose of his cuts through fog like my dick through an elf's asshole. And Rudolph paused and beard and Santa's smug little face. He could prove his worth and come back from disgrace. He lay his rifle in the snow, slipped into his hitch, took his place at the front and yelled, Yeah, bitch! As they soared through the sky to Versailles and Shanghai, the bomb and the toy shop blew the elf sky high. Best of both worlds, far as Rudolph could tell. Front of the pack still blew the place straight to hell. Rudolph isn't taking shit anymore. Now he rules the pole with a strong fifth hand. Santa and the rest are his personal holes, and now he's only out to enhance his brand. With cheap foreign goods at rock bottom prices, cutting mom and pop shops into little slices, paying minimum wage to support his vices. He's Rudolph the Blood Soap CEO of Walmart. <laughs> Yeah, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> I watched Home Alone actually the other night. Just for nostalgia's sake. That's one Christmas movie I haven't watched this year. It's dude, like I mean, Kevin McAllister is the John McClane of of <laughs> yeah. of like children's <laughs> yeah, movies. <totally>. You know? <laughs> like like it, and and then I didn't even realize until I was an adult that it was written all like it's a John Hughes franchise. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah, uh, he he like, wrote that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, he didn't direct it, but he wrote it. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I just I, I love going back to the to the Home Alone movies now because it's just all I think of is like, you know, like Die Hard for kids. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny Which that you bring that Christmas up movie. because uh, I was on the Nerdist um, the other day. If you guys don't know what the Nerdist is, then you're not paying I'm attention. sorry for you. Yeah, you're, you're not nerdy <laughs> enough. So they did this great video about, um, <clears throat> you know, the 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 damage that Kevin does to the wet bandits. You know, and, you know, they, they went through it like scientifically, like, okay, if you had really put an electric barbecue starter on a door, how long, or rather, would it actually heat the opposite side of the door and yes. how long would it take? And it never actually heated the other side of the door to a temperature that would actually brand Brandon. one's hand. Yeah. Yeah. So they took these blow torches <clears throat> to try to to try to um, um, uh, accelerate the heating process, and the door lit on fire. <laughs> like all of the foam and the yeah. wood on the inside there. Don't try this at home, kids. It lit on fire. The metal was buckling, and oh, it still Lord. didn't get to a sufficient temperature right. on, the, uh, on the opposite side to burn the hand. Uh, so then they went next, and uh, they, they, they tested out the theory of the paint cans over the oh, over I that really that. Yeah. and this so was bad. great because they used ballistic dummies yes. yeah okay so and then anytime they, you have to put a ballistic dummy in it means that a human is probably going to get hurt or dead yes <laughs> real bad or killed easily so they used like slow motion capture and they have like they had this the the paint cans swinging down and they got like really scientific. They're like, all right, so accounting for the weight of the filled paint can and, you know, and take into account the height and the acceleration of the paint can, you know, it would do this to the ballistics dummy. But if he actually lobbed it off, 
you're accelerating that paint can, then you have to multiply the the area, oh, and then map. I mean, like they really they 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 pulled some math out, Ugh. but then they get to it with the ballistic dummy, and they use the slow motion as this thing's just slowly creeping forward. They literally took like ten seconds to just draw out the suspense Ugh. of it smacking this 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 ballistic dummy, and you just watch the face crumple and ripple, and that, then the head. I'm watching it right now. Back. This shit is crazy. <laughs> Like your neck snaps backwards. Exactly. You lose all your front teeth. Your nose is broken. (laughs) Into your skull, yes. (laughs) It'd be like getting hit in the face with a big ass sledgehammer. Well, no, no. Somebody just swung a a sledgehammer at you. And so they, so they do all that, and then the final bit they do is, uh, you know, what would happen to your chest if you got walloped several times with a crowbar? (laughs) And again, they use this ballistics dummy. And, you know, they, they wallop the fuck out of this thing and they're like, oh, you've got, you know, like an ruptured appendix <laughs> and you got a couple of busted ribs. Internal I mean, bleeding. You know, internal bleeding. You might burst your heart out. You got to oh, punch your Lord. lung. But like, to be fair, Harry had uh, a tarantula on him. Yes. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know. Totally against the tarantula. Yeah. Yes. Don't worry about my friend's life. I'm just going to beat the shit out of this. Totally justifiable <laughs> on the side right there. So basically what they came to is that if, uh, um, if this had been real life, when they finally found Kevin, he probably would still be in prison for um, a uh, like, uh, like attempted really murder. Yeah, I mean, he's like, like a sociopathic in training. Has yeah. anybody seen that that driver thing? Like it's drivers, right. it's like some parody of it's like a show or uh, like a short about uh, like a parody of an Uber company. Okay. And it's Kevin goodness. McAllister oh, good that is, and it's actually Macaulay Culkin playing him. Oh, and he's and cracked so, out looking lately too. And he, yeah, and he's like <laughs> obviously fucking spun oh. and like talking shit about his mom and like how much, <laughs> like all this stuff where you're like, oh my God. You fucking like, left me a hole. Yeah, like halfway through it, you realize like, oh, this is, this is Kevin McAllister. Like this is the same character. It's fucking brilliant. It's really funny. <clears throat> so um, I mentioned that we were going to get into some astronomy, and hey, that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Cool. So, I'm Chip DeVille. I'm a Virgo. And, <laughs> oh, did I say oh, astrology? astrology? No, oh, no, no. Okay, I'm I did say astronomy. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> it's so easy to mix those two up there. Um, so the Pan-STARRS telescope in Hawaii just spent four years scanning the skies to produce two petabytes of digital images i don't even like know how big that is a petabyte terabytes? is huge if you took uh if you took uh i think it's a hundred it's a hundred terabytes or uh, a thousand terabytes that would be a petabyte okay it's huge my god it's astronomical that that amounts to like uh a thousand selfies or or you know a hundred thousand selfies or some could, fucking crazy number if they could print it out it would be over a mile yes nice. yes yeah. if they could okay. print this image yeah. out basically what it did is it took half of the spiral arm of our galaxy. Okay. And then just picture, 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 picture. It took four years to do this. That's amazing. And what they've done, uh, thank you, it's a thousand terabytes. A petabyte is a thousand terabytes. I was close. Oh. Um, basically, what they've done, they took all of these pictures and uh, um, what they've done is they've, they've published it online for everybody to look at. So all of these junior astronomers to all of these big scientific motherfuckers in every single institution of learning in the world are now looking at these to see what they see. Right. Um, 
Now, this the 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 star. This is the Pan Star, and that is an acronym for the Panoramic Survey Telescope and Rapid Response System. This is based in Hawaii um, on one of the big mountains that I can't quite pr- pronounce. Um, either way, um, this basically allows millions of people to access these images, to look through it, to catalog it. Um, you know, d- just sit and nerd out. All these hardcore astronomy nerds are now just going to be like, oh, gee, what's that? What's, right? what's, that? what's that? What's that? Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Big Bang Theory, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can you say that again for us? Junior Rajesh. Yeah, Junior Rajesh. Yes. Thank you. I'm um, surprised I can say that twice, honestly. I'm, I am. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. Thank now, you. this, this, this pan stars has made a lot of discoveries, um, from near-Earth objects uh, to Kuiper Belt objects in the solar system and lonely planets in between the stars. Uh, it's even mapped the dust in three dimensions in our galaxy and found new streams of stars. Um, and it's also found uh, new kinds of exploding stars as well as distant quasars in the early universe. Like this is, It's not the biggest telescope in Hawaii, but it is the most sensitive where um, the big one on the big island is like 10,000 megapixels. This one is a hundred thousand megapixels. Damn. So it I takes how in big a- that camera lens is like like in comparison to a human well, being. That would, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't even know. Um, uh, there will be a link to the sh- in the show notes for this, and I'm uh, this just gives me all the feels. It really, really does. Um, now you can go online. Um, this is uh, let's see, it's, it's, the database is available by the Space Telescope Science Institute, or the STSCI in Baltimore. Um, and I suggest everybody go ahead and check this thing out. Uh, like I said, it took four years. So from 2010 to 2014, they just took picture after picture after picture after picture. But they had to compile all of this together and put it together. And as, as Kyle by design said, if they were to actually print out all of the images of, of this, it would be like a mile and a half long. Um, you got to wonder if they would be able to do the kind of resolution needed to be able to do pictures like that in a mile long. Because if they have that much information, well, again, would it be you know, they took picture? so many pictures yeah. over four years yeah. that they probably most definitely would. Because digitalized, I could see, but trying to print that out, that um, could be a whole other. The video in the link actually shows some close ups of it, and Ooh. like you can see pretty well. Um, it's like towards the end of it, they, they zoom in for you, and you can cool. actually see some. So. It's, so basically everything that we've ever seen in crime drama where they show the super pixelated and they see the reflection off of stuff, they've got that technology now. What? What? <laughs> yeah. 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 Basically. 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 Um, so this, this, is, this, is, this is huge because for the next, I don't know how, how many years, people are going, to be, are going to be analyzing this and going over every single square micrometer of this. And even still, they're going to have to get they have to get down to the fucking like nano size to really analyze every single detail of this this new finding here. Um, as a as a big space nerd, um, this is I mean this is phenomenal. This is so cool. I uh, I I went onto the site and I took a, a few few you know uh, long glances at the images on here, but you know not even being a junior astronomer, just being a fucking just a, a you know a space nerd like I am. 
I mean, it was a lot to take in. Honestly, I wanna, I wanna print something up like this and just put it on the hallway of the studio and just fucking like, yeah. all right, we're gonna walk through our own private Starfield. Yeah, because it looks like it's three D images too. So. Oh yeah. That's amazing. So turn it into wallpaper. <laughs> no, yeah. see exactly what I'm thinking. You know how cool would that be? You know, just put it on your ceiling. It would really like. It would really yeah. just tie the room together. <laughs> would dwarf the little glow in the dark sticky stars oh, I no, used to have on my go. bedroom window on my bedroom <laughs> ceiling you know so I mean again you know we have we have uh, you know dozens hundreds of telescopes looking skyward but this this has taken the most comprehensive images uh, you know as uh, of a land based uh, telescope the, bar none no, no other telescope in the world is, is taking images like this and, and I mean I for one uh, love this this is I'm so nerdy I have so much fun with this. Um, the main article, again, was found on Seeker, um, and this just came out, I think, uh, two days ago. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Guys? Cool. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I love the It's enthusiastic. Awesome. I, I, I do. I love the enthusiasm coming really, in the room. I start talking about this stuff, and I'm just like... Blah, 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 blah. I really don't and know then a whole lot about up. space, other than it's the final frontier, <laughs> and that these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It has Here a continuing go. mission to seek out new life and new civilizations. To and explore go. strange new worlds. Yeah, I'm just go. interested to in seek out new life and anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know where I was going. Oh, oh I knew. Honestly, <laughs> I had to correct you. I do, I do have a thing about the, the whole star map thing. Um, I, I think the thing that's most awesome about it is that the information is just given up for everyone to look at and that yes. they're encouraging everyone to go look at it. Like that kind of thing. Yes. Like, yeah, crowdsource that shit because that's a lot to look through. Mm -hmm. So go check it out. See what you can find. If you have some questions, ask somebody that might know something and maybe they'll be like, holy shit. You just discovered a new planet. Yeah. Like there's whoa. species on there. Yeah. There, there, there might be evidence of life here. Like it looks like there could easily be water. <laughs> like you know, whatever. Like that's fucking cool. Like, mm -hmm. And with so many people, again, crowdsourcing this whole yeah. thing, with mm -hmm. so yeah. many people looking at it, that, that opens up the field of discovery. I mean, uh, exponentially. I yep. mean, you, you will get some, some random guy in Lithuania <laughs> who discovers something badass about this it and changes then the course of history. He'll yes. be published in <laughs> the scientific magazine well, or something. And, and this isn't even going into the mathematics of what they no. can figure out, you know, trying to find these planets and figuring out where this stuff is. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's going to be jumps and leaps for people to be able to have this information just to try and play with math. So kudos on that. Um, the next story that I want to bring up here is actually, um, has relevance with the previous story that we just talked about um, in that it also deals with space and uh, galaxies and astronomy and shit that I love. So, uh, <laughs> and Star Wars, because and, we started off with that. Yes. Um, now, this is a bit of an older story, but it, uh, it definitely correlates with uh, um, you know, what we're talking about here. Um, some time ago, Hubble revealed that the observable universe contains actually about 10 times more galaxies than previously thought. Now, the previous estimate for the galaxies that uh, everybody assumed were in the, uh, in the universe were about 200 million. Now, uh, my math is never good because math is not my friend, but, you know, uh, <laughs> multiply 200 by 10 and you have a really... Lots of zeros. ...substantially big number. <laughs> um, that being said... When I read this, the first thought in my head uh, was was going back to uh, a favorite movie when I was growing up, Contact. You know, mm. um, you know, which uh, yeah. there's a very very classic line in there stating, 
that uh, if we're the only ones out here, it seems like an awful waste of space. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, this is, I don't know, this, this, just, this just really makes the argument of so many other people uh, and the argument that I agree with that, you know, we cannot possibly be the only life in the universe, that we are not some pretty little speck of something special out there, <laughs> you know? Um, I mean, I can't run the numbers for you, but I mean, if you took every single galaxy and you, you, you took 1% of those galaxies and then out of those 1% of those galaxies, you found a solar system in the 1%. And then you went and you found those solar systems. You took 1% of those solar systems and you, you find ones with like a habitable planet. And then you go even further 1% and you've got a planet that could sustain life. And you go further 1% down again. And that would be a planet that could sustain intelligent life. There's still like 200 billion possible It's still a number. Planets it's still, a, it's yeah. still available. That could have intelligent, sentient life on it. I'm just like, really? Who is this God person anyways? See, now I had an astronomy class at one point where it was, little did I know it at the time, but it was taught by a preacher at a community college. Oh, interesting. And yeah. Well, he, I made that same argument that, you know, it's, it's very, very small, but it could potentially still happen. It can happen. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, no, this paper needs to be about the fact that this can't happen. It's too small. It's like, then what are we doing here? If it's too small of a number, then how are we even around? Like right. that, you can't have an experiment that fails every single time. Something's going to happen again. Yeah. May not be the exact same one, but it'll happen again somewhere. You know, it's just too big. <laughs> so that was fun. I, I argued with that teacher quite a bit. Well, I and hope it was fruitful. It, no, I, <laughs> I, I basically went back to my, you know, group project and said, you know what? This jackass wants us to write it this way. Anybody disagree with me? We'll just write what he wants. And they're like, yep, do it. So I was like, okay. Got an A on the paper. <laughs> I'm like, there you go. Whatever. Pass the class. Yeah, pass the class. Done I'm done. Yeah, I'm out of this one. <laughs> no. No. Uh, how do you guys feel about this? You know, I mean, um, uh, I, I think we already kind of summed up, honestly, everything that uh, like I feel about it is like, yeah, who is this kind of guy anyway? Like, it, it just it it opens like my too, hopes up more. We're too that boring. There is something else out there. We're and too boring to be the only people here. Yeah, yeah. and it's not that like I want to actually try to make contact like I mean like, potentially the the logistics and traveling there with the technology we have at this point would take over someone's lifetime. So like just several because, lifetimes. Yeah, you know, just because uh it, it exists doesn't mean we can get to it, but it would be neat if there is some way to talk back and forth that but Again, like it would take several lifetimes. That initial exchange of information is, is if if there is contact, it's not going to happen quickly, and it would happen over the course of like decades. Well, see, least, this is this is know? the scary thing here. <clears throat> People talk about finding life, you know, outside of our own uh, intelligent life, and uh, any fan of science fiction knows how that usually goes when <laughs> you know a superior alien race comes to say hello. They're not, usually, they're not usually here to like <laughs> hang out and give us technology. They're usually here to uh, wipe us out and True. take harvest. all of our precious minerals. That's, that's the, from the invasion perspective. There are several True. other examples of sci-fi where humans and other aliens exist in space and travel around it together sure, yes. harmoniously. Yes. Sure. So. No, I mean, there's, there's, uh, there are a lot of examples of like the good side of it and there are a lot of examples of the bad side of it. But, you know, I'm, I'm always the one to err on the side of caution. So... Uh, but I'm also a firm believer that, um, you know, the, uh, I, I don't want, this sounds kind of silly, but like 
I'm a firm believer in that aliens are already here. You know uh, that you know we've been visited for a good long time, and uh, yes, they've learned better and they left. <laughs> they, well, no, no, I'm sure they're still here, and then some are malevolent and some are benevolent. Right. Uh, benevolent, excuse me. You know, some definitely want to help us and see us progress as a as a, as a race, while others are just trying to control us for their own ends. So, um, but you know, then I have to whip out my tinfoil hat and like so, really get so into the serious. Wait, 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 wait. You're well, telling me you think that there's people on Earth? Well, that being said, though, I would like to make a confession. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. I think I'm going to move over a little saying. bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm a visitor from another planet, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that you've let me be part of your guys' show. I'm just kidding. No, I think it's phenomenal. I would, I would love to see that at, at some point. And honestly, I think we will, uh, you know, here sometime in our future, realize that, hey, they've been among us for a long time. And I think the good oh. Twilight Zone twist on it, though, is that man is the fucked up invasive species somewhere else. Nice. Oh. You know, Maybe. where you see some like tiny little creatures getting crushed by these giant things. Then at the end, you realize like, oh, it's man. Oh, oh, it's like the men in black scenario there where we're just like uh, galaxy inside uh, of a yeah, galaxy, galaxy inside yeah. of yeah. a galaxy, <laughs> you know. So uh, maybe conversely, you know, somebody else is just, you know, playing uh, marbles. So now we've got the universe. guilt of not only fucking up our planet, but every a bunch of galaxies that are smaller than us, too. Yes. I'm yeah. crushing Whoville right now. My dreams are just shattered. <laughs> Uh, our final story of the night is brought to us by the lovely and nerdy Serafina. Thank you. <laughs> so I was having fun just goofing off like I usually do. And I came across this Australian bar called Viscosity. Now, it claims that they've been around for 100 years. And so I don't really know how oh, bars valid can get revamped. that is. I mean, come yeah, on. I'm sure. Um, so their specialty is kind of a chemistry drink style where they use science to make different style drinks like with uh, dry ice. And one of the, the ingredients we saw was a powdered alcohol so that you're getting these very kind of galaxy looking drinks and very chemistry experiment style neon glow kind of uh, different layered alcohols. So um, I thought that was pretty awesome that they would, you know, tie in some really awesome chemistry to try to make these drinks fun. My question is, sorry, go ahead. ahead. Yes. I, I, I would hate to bar back at this place. Yeah, probably. I feel like yeah. there'd be so many ways you could get like chemical burns and just fucking like yeah, bad, we try all bad. Alone, yeah. You need like all kinds well, of protective gear. Well, what gear. about tending the bar? Being yeah. the bartender though. Somebody just walks in. I just want a Jameson and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> like, get out. Ooh, fearsome magic with that. <laughs> so my question here after watching this video is um, there's one drink that they use um, powdered alcohol. Right. <laughs> powdered alcohol. Yeah, pa- alcohol, dude. It must be a thing. I mean, yeah, you I, didn't know about that? I'm, I'm not in the know. It yeah, dries I, I, out. I, yeah, I read about it on Vice and like I followed a link that they posted about like the guy who invented it talking about it. And he's like, no, you don't snort it like you fucking put it in water. <laughs> he's like, I like to go on hikes. So sometimes when I get to the top of the hill that I'm hiking at, I, you know, I, I pull out uh, my powdered alcohol and then all of a sudden I have I had some water and all of a sudden I have. But it's like, dude, you're carrying liquid. Like you, you have to carry water anyway. Yeah, right. So what the fuck is the point of the powdered alcohol? And you're gonna be at a high altitude does it with hit alcohol. You like dehydrate yourself more. Like it that, does. That dude. sounds you can, like a you dumb can just idea. Do, like you can be like, oh, I'm just gonna do like uh, you know, 
double dose. However, and that, fucking like it's. I feel like it's that kind of thing. It is legitimately be, something for you to just get fucked up with. If you've ever been stuck at some place like Shoreline where you aren't allowed to bring in yeah, stuff, you bring in that powder and you thing. get you you get yourself a so much easier five hundred dollar bottle of water and make it worth it. <laughs> that is a winning idea, Isn't right it? there. I got me good ideas. <laughs> no, these these guys. Uh, I can't I can't imagine what these mixologists uh, where they're pulling from. I mean, they must have like some kind of pedigree in 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 sciences or something right. you know, uh, biology uh chemical engineering could you imagine coming home something. to your mom saying you know i spent all this money i had you guys pay for college and no, learn all this chemistry stuff and i'm gonna go beat ten to bar yeah, yeah. i'm <laughs> gonna go work at a bar what a great way to pay off your student loans though right yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well you can imagine i mean i you guys have all been to craft cocktail lounges you know these and those fuckers aren't cheap you know oh, like, no. like you know the high end places you know you're you're looking at 17 dollars a drink oh yeah, yeah. And, you know and, and it's got like of, four ingredients in it the kind of science this probably takes to pull off i mean it, a lot of that more. stuff look like lava lamp style things and like galaxy exploding kind of things and, and australia be expensive right yeah <laughs> okay as it is right so that's they're not that's, just finding that out in the wilderness they're having to <laughs> ship that shit in but another news you can find powdered alcohol on the internet apparently Ooh. You can find anything on the Dude, internet. That's I, not really I, news. I'm really curious to try it. Sometime. I want to try some of this shit. We should get yeah. it for fucking for uh, producer Dave's fortieth. That'd be uh, Dude, Vice did a thing where a dude snorted it and it seemed like like just the worst experience ever because uh, he basically like said he did challenge. one line and got fucking wrecked. Like just <laughs> Wait, was like he, he did what he did like one line of powdered alcohol and was basically like drunk instantly and then was like hung over like for like five days oh god cop pulls him over have you been drinking sir no No, i haven't not today (laughs) actually you know that'd be a hell of a way to beat a breathalyzer right there yeah, but your blood okay. alcohol content still well, would but be you're not fucked. Breathing but you're not breathing it. it. You, you, see, uh, it, 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 it I mean, tests the fumes coming out of your mouth. So if you snort alcohol... Okay, kids, don't try this at home. Wow. <laughs> don't, just, no, no, dude, don't do it. No like, snorting this, alcohol. This sounded like a very good way for this guy to die. Like, wow. okay, well, like literally <laughs> die. Getting back on point with this place, it is in Australia, and I'm going to put it on my fucking bucket list when I go to Australia, because I haven't been to that continent yet. So, um, take the cash. Take me with um, you. <laughs> um, well, I was planning on doing it this summer, but I'm just going to go to Hawaii instead. Oh, shoot. Good one. Take me with you. That sucks. I'll let you know when I go. <laughs> I'm going to go for like two weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, maybe. In like August. Okay. And then I'm going to go telescope. to like, uh, the Hubble is up in like well, orbit. No, no, no. The one, the place that we were talking about that had oh the, yeah the, yeah the the, the big the fuck land off part of it on, like, not the, the space main, part of it on yeah. the main the something yeah. star yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On, 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 i'm not saying island. shoot yourself into space i'm saying visit the land part of that <laughs> like, although you could shoot like yourself into you, space i'm sure lots of people would right agree there. with that <laughs> shoot myself in <laughs> i'm gonna do this thing just right go fuck yourself across the rocket <laughs> look ma i can fly <laughs> with my powdered alcohol like tang <laughs> <laughs> all right well this has been an absolute shit show <laughs> and i uh i have to give a big thanks to our uh, our first time guest serafina thank you i think you did a brilliant job <laughs> you were a, a little quiet a little pensive I, at the I, beginning I, but I you warmed up good yeah well, okay so then when you come on next time i got to sometime start next month 
No, we'll early. just go ahead and take a shot or two. Oh, you really want me going? Well, no, no I just want you to warm up, and I know <laughs> okay. how it is, okay? I want you to kind of relax and just get kind of jabber The sake, the sake will do it for well, me. Well, then bring some fucking sake bring next some time. Sake. Absolutely. Um, I will shoot fucking sake with you. Oh, like, nice. All Thank you. Okay, I, I, got I need, back a, I need to shoot shit. a sake with me. Oh, no, yes. I, I will do the thing. We'll even get a little asahi and maybe knock back a couple Ooh, of bombs. Oh, yeah, I'm mm. totally okay. coming for that. We can do that thing. Not too drunk, but... Just in enough. a good level. Just a, enough. A we good study buzz. I'll start accusing you guys of all kinds of stuff. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> Super. Well, I don't know if these two gentlemen will be on the show that you are on, but the Lady Viking definitely will be on. I awesome. think you'll get a kick out of it. Well, you've met her before. Yes. Um, so uh, that's the show. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Uh, big shout out also to Chip DeVille for sitting in. Thank you. Yay. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Kyle by Design. Yay. Coming back on the show again. And... Uh, you know, big fuck you to all of you. Uh, <laughs> I hope you all have uh, or had a very Merry Christmas. The, the have, of course, is for everybody listening. And the had is for everybody who's listening to the uh, the edited version uh, next week. Um, I know I'm going to have an awesome Christmas. And I certainly hope you guys all have an awesome Christmas. And we will talk to you uh, next week, next Thursday. So mm-hmm. I'm going to close out the show by uh, playing a little Cat Roby show. Uh, big fan of the show. I adore this fucking woman. Uh, and eventually, sometime in the next two months, I will have like a really solid interview for all of you to listen to. Um, for now, I'm going to play. Hmm. Yeah, why not? I'm going to play. Um, oh, God, one of my favorite songs. Okay, yeah, because I love ballads. Anyways, uh, this is uh, Cat Robo Show with, of course, There's Still Room. And you've been listening to Face Radio. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night.
有。